Welcome to another exciting Valley Cast podcast. That intro that. Did you, oh, go ahead. Did you actually cut out, or because it just went e? No. E. Just like it sounded like you went completely. No, gone. but uh, Ryan, you're editing this. Please just now replay that moment, but do what Kevin <laughs> said that he heard in that moment. E. Uh, yeah. Intro that you just heard was from Steph in New Zealand. You've heard that intro yeah, before. Yeah. It's just too good. I'm going to play it until our, our Reddit gets inundated with more intros. We need some more intros, you guys. <laughs> we don't get to listen to them on the fly, but we will listen to them, and then we'll put them in, in post, and they're great, and you're all talented, and you're amazing, just like our guest on the podcast today, oh. Kevin Black, everybody. It's not a first time anymore. This is the first time it's been just me and one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to get... I'm glad it's you, Joe. You know, (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) You can say it. You can just say it now. Look, Steve and Elliot are not going to listen to this podcast. You can just say... uh, Joe is my favorite. Yes! Joe is my favorite. Yes! Okay, so... Yeah, everybody take that loop that Kevin just gave. And turn that into the next intro. <laughs> please. Please. Uh, it's me and Kevin today for two reasons. One, uh, I just wanted to hang out with Kevin. And two, uh, yeah. just giving everybody a break. It's been so it's been so crazy. The world is in- insane. And yeah. So how, let's start with that. How are you, Kevin? How are you doing, man? I'm hanging. Yeah. I, you know what? I was thinking about this recently. And I was like... If you were to tell me right now that we're going to be in this for another year, trying to be stay at home, all that deal, I think I would just say, all right, whatever. But (laughs) I hate it still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I do not enjoy it at all. There's not, it's even those small blips of happiness get taken down by the world. Um, But I'm such in a routine now that if you were to tell me, like I said, you know, you got a long way to go. I would probably just be fine. I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where I'm just like, uh, I'm going to take the hope and just like, I'm going to put it on a shelf in regards yeah. to like how much time we yeah. have in this. And I'm not going to be surprised if you tell me that uh, we'll get out of this when so I can go attend my daughter's senior class graduation. Like I just I'd rather <laughs> I would uh. rather just be pleasantly <laughs> surprised to wake up one day and be like have a vaccine needle stuck in my arm and be like, yes, yep, yep. what? Yep. Didn't expect that. That's the best <laughs> Wednesday that I've ever had. <laughs> exactly. What, uh, uh, what are those blips of happiness for you? Like, well, do you have, you had like unexpected, what are the little things that you're like, okay, I, I'm not like at a 10, but usually this thing would bring, maybe bring me to a two, but in this moment it's bringing me to a four because it's just <laughs> because the odds are skewed for happiness. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, the yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. I what's been what's been my go-to right now is a show called Attack on Titan, and it's an anime, and it's a pretty popular anime. It's great. Oh, you've heard of it? I've watched. 
all of it. Is the new season out yet? <laughs> Not yet. It oh. just got released for like December 7th. Oh, yeah. oh. But <laughs> Ellie, my girlfriend, introduced me to it because she always talked about it. And I was never into anime. I was like, there's no way I would actually enjoy an anime show. I just, the style I couldn't get used to or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them. But Different type of storytelling. Little... Yeah, exactly. And... I started it. She, I started it with her, and I'm like almost done. I'm almost caught up because I'm just addicted. It's one of my favorite shows. It's become one of my oh, favorite. Shows. It's so good. It's action packed. It's visceral. <laughs> it's visceral, and it's so visually weird, fucked up. It like messes with your brain. The- well, yeah, but it's that's what I mean. It's the whole concept is so insanely weird. It's <laughs> yeah. about giant naked humans that are attacking a village (laughs) or like a giant city giant naked humanoid creatures that are creepy faced and eat. oh yeah they're like normal sized humans (laughs) yeah yeah that's all they want to do is just eat people Uh um (laughs) but then they turn that concept into a amazing world and show that i'm that's my i every day i'm like i can't wait to watch an episode of that what how far (laughs) into it are you I'm almost done with season three, so I'm like, oh. a lot is up. There's yeah, a lot. Yeah, is so I don't you... want to. If nobody's watched it, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything because it's worth not spoiling. All, all <laughs> we can say to all I'll say to Kevin and everybody listening that has seen it will understand is like, yeah. So you've seen how weird it really gets. Oh yeah, it's like what? Who thought of who thought of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they make it seem somewhat real enough they put it into a world Mm -hmm. so that's i think why it's creepier it's not just like completely mind-blowing things it's somewhat makes sense but you makes you just cringe yeah yeah (laughs) actually the action is great the the animation's awesome Uh, yeah i'm a big fan big fan um other... I love that you've watched it that's great (laughs) yeah I, i go on these little anime kicks um they're they're like they're totally noob anime kicks and i know yeah yeah i know that like i'm a simp when it that's the wrong use of simp uh i'm simple <laughs> don't ask me yeah <laughs> i'm simple when it comes to my anime taste but i like i like attack on titan i really liked sword art online um Whoa. which is about like almost like uh ready player one-ish going into um, a virtual reality world Dang. to live your existence, but it's a love story and it's really good, and I like like that. Uh, right. But also action packed and, and messed yeah. up. Um, Harley Morenstein was on this podcast like three years ago, like two and a half years ago, and jeez, okay. He we got we kind of talked about anime, and then he went off on how much he liked Bleach, and it was really funny. Maybe let's cut to a clip. Fucking crank it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he goes off on how cool Bleach is. So then I went and watched Bleach, but there's it's so daunting because there's like a billion episodes of Bleach. Um, but that was a good one. I like Death Note. Have you watched Death Note? Nice. No, I haven't. Attack on Titan is the only I've, that I've watched even one full episode of. I've never. Wow. Given it. I know. I just didn't. I don't know why, but it's opened my world to all of those shows now. That is so like anti yeah that's the antithesis of your generation <laughs> i feel I like know. everybody your age has like well, grown up loving it well that's what i that was what was weird was i think i got pushed into a group growing up that i that we didn't 
talk or like I'm sure there was a whole group of kids at school that were talking about anime but it's just I wasn't in that crowd and I think I just grew up not ever experiencing it dude you've you've pulled back the curtain and I think there's so much fun (laughs) stuff in there you can talk to like uh like Shane Top and Damian Haas, they're big old, they're big fans of a lot of it, and they've given me some good suggestions. One Punch Man, nice. I watched a couple episodes of. Okay. That's insane. Have you gotten into like Studio Ghibli and stuff? Well, yeah, I guess Studio Ghibli. I've seen all the Studio Ghibli movies, um, okay. but that's that doesn't that doesn't feel quite as anime to me. The 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 intenseness, the the style, the style, like the direction of it and everything. Um, it's a lot more cute and calm with a Ghibli movie. Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> We've recently talked on a couple of the podcasts lately about, um, I think that like the entry way into anime and Eastern storytelling, like you got to like jiggle the handle a little bit and like the door is yeah. kind of stuck. But once you step through and you kind of immerse yourself in it, it's, it's really the compare and contrast of how they tell stories over there compared to how the West tells stories. It's so interesting and when i watch anime or studio ghibli or foreign movies in general from from the east they always feel it's almost like you're walking on like an incline like like you're it's slanted you don't feel like you're on (laughs) firm foundation and that makes the the viewing feel a little off but in a good way Mm -hmm. it's like you never really know what's about you're you're about to uh what you're about to experience. But another good way to put it is it's like you're watching um, art in a, have you ever been in a vortex spot in like, Oh, like what you're walking through. Yeah. 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 One of those tourist traps. <laughs> uh, that's what it's like. That's what it's like watching that stuff for me. And it's, it's always a, a pleasant surprise. And I'm always left going like, I don't, I like, I like, I liked it, but <laughs> it felt different. It's like yeah, experiencing yeah. a new sexual move every time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about that though too because I've thought about like wow, why are they telling it in this way? Why are they they explain they 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 have the editing of the story to where like you, things that happened way later will happen before and you somehow will be able to piece it together. Um but the uh, the other thing that I keep noticing is how much they just let the characters say what they're feeling. Like when here it's considered like a joke and cheesy if you if a character in a show or something is like just saying how they're feeling. But for yeah. some reason in this anime they do that all the time and yet it still works great. Yeah, you once you get used to that you're just like okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just get into the group. I mean, you have to yeah, it's an adjustment. You have to know that you're getting into something different, but once you go for that then it's worth it mm-hmm. uh everybody listening please hit us in the comments with your suggestions for what yeah Ke- what should kevin follow attack on titan up with like and yeah, tell us why tell it. us why because attack on titan you know that's the other thing about uh anime is that i find you know there's a lot of the action stuff but then there's a lot of stuff that's a little bit more subdued storytelling that isn't necessarily hyper violence ah. you know yeah okay so there might be some nice. Akira. Have you seen Akira? Mm-mm. Oh, do that. That's <laughs> that not mean, a series. That's yeah. That's just a movie. That's just a movie. It's really good. Oh, the new one that that what's his face did? Uh, uh, the eighties. I think it's or late late eighties. Um, movie. Watch it. It's animated. It's great. 
but I think Leonardo DiCaprio oh, okay. got the rights to make Akira the live action. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of that new movie that Robert Rodriguez did with the he Battle made, Angel. Like, the anime. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I got enjoy. Confused. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I, I didn't know nothing about Battle Angel going in, but I really, I found it enjoyable. Yeah. I thought it was a fun yeah. romp. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so we're talking tastes and movies, and you're a visual artist. What? Uh, we may have asked you this before, but I want to ask again. What are your? Uh, let's. If I said, "What are your three favorite movies?" What would you be your immediate response? Uh, Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings. Do I mean the problem with both of those is they're trilogies? But I'll just say the first Back to the Future and the last Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Return of the Return of the King over Fellowship. Yeah, yeah, just because it wraps it up beautifully <laughs> a bunch of times with the ten seven <laughs> the new the thing i the new thing i love about lord of the rings too is the amount of memes that people do and when you oh it's just so good that everybody's <laughs> caught on with all that stuff um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, uh what go, comes to my head is dog day afternoon interestingly oh, which is a, kind no. of a not a big big movie but i love it a dog Day Afternoon. That's what you said, right? You cut out for a second. Yep. Dog Day yeah. Afternoon. Yep. I think it was kind of big for when it came out, wasn't it? Well, I mean, I it was, was Al Pacino, so, but it's yeah. an old I mean, movie. Classic now. Classic. Yes. People love it. Yes. Um, so you're a child of the 80s that appreciates the decade before. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. You well, no, you got <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. You're an old soul. I'm not even a... I'm not even a child of the 80s, though. I'm a child of the 90s. With 80s leanings. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, uh. Your Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings is such a fun series of movies to to contemplate and consider because your experience is very different from my experience with it in, in, in that I grew up with the cartoon, The Hobbit. It was like oh, man. the Rankin-Bass film. It's so good. Uh Crack well, the dishes, the, crack the, the plates. I oh, that was what I watched that before I watched all the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you too. That and then I bought okay. the vi- then I bought the video game The Hobbit that was based off of that movie and, and that was not good. That not <laughs> it good. was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Real bad. Uh, like I don't know what I'm doing in the first five minutes of this game, and now it's unplayable. Um, but since it was The Hobbit, I had to play it, and I enjoyed that aspect of it. <laughs> So, oh, I wonder if you were like a younger. So that you, how old were you when you discovered The Hobbit? Then, probably seven, six. Okay, yeah, pretty early, especially yeah. for your age. Because I don't think, again, a lot of kids your age were discovering like that cartoon when they were young. I just can't imagine it was on high repeat anywhere. It's uh, it was all on my dad. My dad would just show me and have yeah. I mean, my dad. If it's been like the the biggest what he's given me, I feel like, has been just like creative uh, outlook of like here's a bunch of really cool good things, and he just has always shown me that type of stuff. What a good dad! What a good yeah. dad! Yeah, uh, I wanted, so- I want, which maybe we're gonna say. I'd rather save it for another time. But I wanted to tell the story. You were talking about the light. We were talking about shooting the lie detector test. <laughs> And there was a hilarious story that I want to tell so bad, but it's, I'd have to like, I'd have to recall it. It just came to my head when we were talking about that. Um, 
I can't remember if yeah, we've, that, we've told the story or not. We haven't. Was, uh... We haven't. But Joe pulled an amazing little thing on us, and I think I'll, I'll tell it. I'll definitely tell it one day. <laughs> well, let's let's try and recreate it together. You right want now. to? I mean, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, you guys were well, at the location waiting for me. Yeah, we were. It was me, Kate, and Steve, and we were waiting for Joe to get there. We were at the place where we were shooting the lie detector test, and. Um, Joe, we, we were probably there for like five minutes and then Joe called me and he asked, he's like, are you there? Are you guys there? And you sounded like out of breath. You sounded like a little bit, <laughs> almost like something, something was wrong a little bit. I can tell, or you wanted to get information out to me because you said, I just had the craziest interaction with a fan. I got to tell you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so we wait and you get there. And <laughs> you, you start telling us this story. You say this guy, you were in the parking lot of somewhere. I don't know where you were, but you were in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Of a, I was in the parking lot of a Rite Aid. And this part is a true. I was in a Rite Aid. Yeah. <laughs> and a guy came up and was like, hey, I'm a big fan. Big fan of Valley Folk. I think it was like, this was probably like a year ago now. So it was like after, I think, Bring the Funny. So I think he was like, congrats on Bring the Funny. You know, that's all great. That type of deal. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> see, this is where it's going to be hard. But eventually it led to, I think you were saying he was like, he was, he was, I think he, I think you were saying he was, uh, I think it started with like you, him saying like, you, something about your kids. I think he brought up your kids somehow, or maybe you brought up your kids or something because he started to make the joke of like, I'm surprised you play. I'm surprised you post that much stuff. Like I'm surprised you post pictures of your kids. I'm surprised you do that type of stuff. I and, think it, <laughs> I think what I did. You, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You were like, what? Okay. You know, you were trying to be nice. You were all trying, you were being friendly in this situation completely. And he made the move of like, you know, the reason why I say that is because, you know, sometimes with, you know, crazy people on the internet, it's sometimes like, a, and you did like the pretend to like cut your throat, like <laughs> <laughs> where you, where you put your hand up and you put your, and you pretend like you're slicing your throat. So it was like, this guy was acting like he was, you were acting like this guy was threatening. Yeah. Like I, uh, I think, I think I said he got really kind of aggressive. And then, yeah, and was like, "You're not going to tell anybody about this because I'll come after you." Or I forget what it is. That's Something what like it was. That. That's what it was. Like I was yeah. like, "This guy, like, was it was unwanted touch." Like he was like, "You're going to give like first he like held on to me too long and it got weird, and then he got aggressive." Yeah, the hug, the yeah. hug. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> and I think I said like he hugged me and maybe his hands went south. And then well, I then, like, well, then, yeah, there was the other moment where then you were like, this guy, like, he started, like, pushing me a little bit and shoving me and laughing and being like, hey, you know, you and Steve and Elliot do this all the time, you know, ha, ha, ha. That's and right. And you said he went, you said he went and grabbed for your crotch. And yeah, you, that's like, right. backed up, like, what the heck? Just, <laughs> Understandably. Just, just painted this <laughs> this picture of this this guy that was like, hey, man, I know who you are, got way too familiar in the moment, got very touchy, and then got aggressive. Yeah and threatening and it was a good story and the you guys were like oh well we were free yeah we were freaking out um and in this i mean even steve was like dude i've never had anything like that happen before like that it was such a big 
scary thing for us all. And then you said like, and he asked to take a picture with yeah. me. Um, and he's and like, I said, I got the picture. Said, I got the picture and he showed us all the picture and I look at it and I see the guy that he's, that, you know, Joe's taking a selfie with. And I just, I'm just thinking, oh, is that my, is that my dad? <laughs> and then, <laughs> then my mind, you know, immediately is like, holy shit, dad, what did you do? What did my dad do? Oh my God. And then you started laughing because you could see it. I know in my eyes of like, what is happening? Because <laughs> I believed for like a split second <laughs> that my yeah. dad had completely lost his mind and was doing these things to you. <laughs> <laughs> when in reality, uh, I met your dad in the Rite Aid parking lot. He was such a sweetie. He was uh, uh, the nicest, the nicest, most complimentary. Yeah. Like he loves you so much. He loves what we're all, <laughs> what we're all doing and stuff. And we took a picture together and then he went his merry should, way. Uh, I'll ask if he's fine with it, but I'm sure he will be that we post that picture of you taking this selfie with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically I, I made this horror like this mat like just really just oh, gross yeah. aggressive scary story i got them all on edge just for the punchline of showing kevin a picture of his own father with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I, the the fact that you were able to come up with that so quickly too <laughs> has always impressed me it was uh yeah that was a good that was a good moment and then we made a video that i forget sometimes that we've made yeah but is one of my favorite valley folk videos ever i love that dumb video so much yeah that's, that's like let's take a bad joke and blow it up into something that it shouldn't be <laughs> and then put a and put worked. a credit rap song at the end just because it's <laughs> Well, remember with the end of that video, too, we didn't know that we were going to get that security footage. Yeah. That the owner of the place was like, hey, you should have seen yourself on the security footage. <laughs> it was so good. That I love that uh, video. And I love the follow-up, too. Um, the, the giant taco video is yeah. also very, very funny. <laughs> Just another dumb joke. We caught a giant taco heist on <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we did. I wasn't there for that one. What was that? What was that like? Like? With uh, them walking in with the quick. giant taco. It was so quick. I mean, like it the... was so quick. And <laughs> that, I remember that all the people in the Taco Bell, too, were, were just staring. Like when they, because they just, they walked into the Taco Bell with a giant, in prison outfits, in giant. <laughs> in like prison outfits as if it was a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> like black yeah, and fits. white, like silent film era uh prison costumes <laughs> um yeah and then and then when they just i mean they walked actually inside the taco bell and it was right at lunchtime That's so, it was, so there was a good amount of people in there and i remember all the people in the windows were just staring of course because i mean that would if i would have seen something like that happen that would have made my day in taco bell Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good it's good uh, cut to yeah. a clip <laughs> that's so funny Ooh. Ooh, kevin got a message dun, you dun, have to dun. you have to sing whatever that message is i don't care who it is or what it says okay Go. ready it's from my mother hmm. and she says can you call me now <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I'm going to say... It's an emergency. <laughs> we I'm need say, you to evacuate with us. The house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep singing. Now I'm going to text, not yet. <laughs> Can you uh, call? Have <laughs> something to say. You are adopted. <laughs> Why are you texting me that, Mom? Don't text me. Um, okay. Well, I was going to say the, the Lord of the Rings connection I thought was going to be a little different, but maybe it's similar because I grew up with that cartoon and then my dad's love of it. Like I've got like some really early edition books from it uh, that he read growing up and bought in college. And ah. when I watched the, the movies when they came out, I was in college and I remember going home during Christmas breaks and it just like it meant a lot to sit in a movie theater with my dad and watch those for the first time. Like it was just yeah. awesome. It was emotional and it at the time, you know, it was so groundbreaking and epic and we'd never seen anything like it before. It just, I th it was... I'm pretty sure that uh I saw well I did see the second one in theaters. I think my dad took me to see the second one in theaters when I was probably uh 9, 10. Yeah, you're a youngin. And that was yeah. But I I mean that was jeez. Sing it. <laughs> Sing it. Okay, call me when you can. <laughs> Why are you making me sing? Oh, man. <laughs> That's so good. Auto-tune it. So Auto-tune it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't eat the food I gave you. It's got salmonella. <laughs> Make it a segment. Text from mom sang by Joe Beretta. <laughs> Uh, what was it like being, cause I, again, like I was part of kind of a creative theatery artistic crowd in college and we loved Lord of the Rings and it just made sense for, I think our, our age group to go to it was Lord yeah. of the Rings a big thing for kids that were 10. Like, did you find, or oh, were no. you kind of an outlier? Oh no, I was an outlier big time, but I didn't, I didn't see it as a bad thing. I guess I wasn't realizing that, uh. Hey, nobody else is talking about this amazing movie. Like, I don't think there was anybody that I talked to about it. I just loved Whoa. it for myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was also the behind the scenes. They had that insane behind the scenes, like, the five movies. Yeah. Yep. So those yep. were, I just, you know, I would stay home from school and watch those instead of being at school over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> is that what made you, like, were those behind the scenes? Do you think that's kind of like what thrust you even more into wanting to do what you want to do? Being that's what, I mean, that's, I always put it to that. That's my first memory of being like, Hey, I want to make movies. I want to make video stuff in my life. Oh, fun. Cause I think I, that was when, that was when I realized, Oh, people do like, this is people's job. This is what adults can do when they're <laughs> older, <laughs> uh, which just seems not real. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now you've seen the other side of the, I know. the lens. <laughs> the magic is dead. <laughs> it is. That is such a true statement for people that like, if you love movies, oh, if you love the yeah. mystique of them, the, uh, the allure of, uh, 
you know, the glitz and the glamour of like seeing it on on camera and just falling in love with a story and becoming a movie buff. Like you might think you want to be part of it. And that's a natural desire. <laughs> you yeah. might think you want to go make them and 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 help create that magic and maybe make those memories for people. And that's awesome. But you should know, you should know before you do it, it it can taint slash oh, yeah. take away the sparkle. And not even out of bad experiences. It's just as soon as you start seeing behind the magic trick, like you you see the sleight of hand, you see the coin where he hit it just that little yep. bit it can ruin the act a little bit so if you want to just keep you know the purity of just loving movies like you did as a kid and 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 wanting to be whisked away from whatever yeah. other things you have in your life getting into movie making will will can change the magic for some it can improve it so i but feel it does i feel it. like that could be i mean i think i was talking about this on the last podcast uh was how into music I am and how the reason why I feel like I've gotten so much more into music is because I still it to me it is magic like hearing a song somehow work as well as some songs do it's magic to me and I think as a kid I thought the same thing about movies I was just this is what is happening this is so cool and then once you get into it you you realize what's happening you realize how it's made how it's done Mm -hmm. um but with music, I that's my excuse always of why I don't want to learn more piano and learn more guitar because I'm like, I don't want to kill off how much I just love getting lost in songs and stuff. Yeah, it's the uh, the, um, the total immersion and appreciation of it. And you don't want to you don't want to be like, is that I know what they're doing with that, that, that <laughs> three, four time. And if they would have uh, maybe yeah. brought this in earlier, it's like, no, you just want to you want to live in it. I yep. get like. um Music is probably, here's a concept. I wonder if I've ever asked you about this. Do you get talent boners? I get talent boners. So, yes. Like, and most of them these days are brought on. (laughs) My talent boner is brought on by the catalyst is a lot of musicians, like beautiful songwriters, people that can like rock a, a guitar or a piano I, they're like wizards to me. They and yep. if you you get a you get somebody doing a singer songwriter thing on like Coffee House on Sirius XM, and I'm just like, I fall apart. I like I nice. fall in love with that. I'm I'm I'm. It's I find it amazing. It's it's mysterious to me, and I I I want it, but I can't have it. I want it yeah. inside of me, and I don't have it, and I need it. Yeah. Um, so mu- musicians for sure. Um, do you get that? I I get that, but I don't. With musicians, I would say I just I I look at them as like I mean I'm thinking of there's a guy named James Murphy. If he's he's like the lead of my favorite band LCD Sound System, and when mm-hmm. I look at him, I don't think like I want to be him. I just think like this man is a god. I'm just yeah. like that nobody can be like this person. <laughs> yeah. He is <laughs> Yeah, he he has so much skill. But you know, I think that just certain music connects to different people in different ways and yeah, it's it's great. It's great. The the thing that I love too about music, which maybe uh it happens with movies, but music, you listen to it and you're not looking for an end. You're not there for like I'm doing this to get to point b or i'm doing this to you're just 
listening in the moment mm-hmm. and enjoying that moment of listening to the music. You're not thinking of like a goal or anything like that. It's just this is we're just going to listen to this and sit and listen. And, in and the, that's cool. In that no goal moment, the beautiful thing about music is that it still can whisk you away. You may be not looking for anything, but like some chords hit, you get that favorite part, that fa- that favorite lyric or two. And before you know it, it's like you're reading a book. And you forget that you just read a page like you blinked and it's like, oh, what did I just read? It's the same with music. You blink and you're like, oh, my God, I was just I was whisked away to another parallel universe listening to that. Yeah. Verse. Yeah. Um, You probably know this about me, but how often I it's very hard for me not to listen to music and not just imagine a scene. I'm always imagining a scene happening in every single like a scene of a video, a scene of a movie in my head that is playing to whatever I'm listening to. Do you have that same similar thing? Yeah, I think I think a little bit. I texted I've texted you things where I've been like, yeah. dude, you have to listen to this and imagine this while doing it. Yeah. Or I texted you last week when I was kind of in this weird like nostalgic down yeah. stage. I was like I went for a drive around Los Angeles. Just kinda like when I first moved to LA, I was auditioning and doing commercial work and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and UCB, but I was driving around a lot. Like every day was just like drive to this place and then this place. And my whole day was just driving in my truck without air conditioning. And, but I learned how to navigate LA because it was like the time of MapQuest and printing out Google Maps. I didn't have a phone navigating. So I, that helped me learn about the topography of LA and the streets when that was, that was good. But I just was like, the world's so crazy. I just, I just needed it. So I went late night drive. Just went everywhere. Like I went downtown. I went to the east. I went to the west. I went everywhere. And while doing it, I just listened to the focus playlist on Spotify. No lyrics. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I thought. I forgot that. Yeah, you said a specific playlist. The focus that Spotify curated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Like it's the type of thing I would have listened to while doing homework back in the day. Yeah. Uh, chill. Uh, but it provided this amazing soundtrack for the visuals that I was seeing, which was, you know, LA at night, nobody on the roads. Um, and it, it just, it was like I was in a movie and I couldn't help but think it, it was like, am, am I, excuse me, sir. Am I in drive? I'm in drive. Ain't I? <laughs> the, have you seen the Spotify playlist that's called my life is a movie. And it's just a bunch of songs that are supposedly supposed to give <laughs> no, you that that's vibe. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, Our look that one up. <laughs> Damn, that's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, that I mean, the reason why I brought that up was because it goes into that you're listening and then all of a sudden you're in a completely different world. Your brain is so focused on whatever scene or whatever visuals you're thinking of and you're just gone. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool when that happens. Yeah, as a storyteller, I've always... I don't know if this is a strength or a weakness. It's probably a little bit of both. And I'd love to hear what your insight is for you personally. Uh, you know, I did a lot of editing and I still do editing. Um, not as much as I used to, but I, I, do, I edited a lot of the Bratz and Beretta stuff. And then before yeah. that, I was editing for a commercial production company. And before that, whatever dumb videos I was making with friends. And as I was developing my skills, I find that my best way to edit and tell a story is using a music track like i need to edit to a song i need big time i need it and otherwise if i'm like i may not be as strong telling just like a narrative story 
of dialogue and people talking back and forth. I need, I need that emotion. I need that, that energy. And it makes me think like, God, I should have just edited music videos or something back in the day. I I mean, I think about that all the time. Yeah. I think about that all the time, but what I'm trying to like shift my, or how I try and go about it now is I use a song like I would. And then by the, like, then I'll just edit without thinking about, you know, uh, the story. I'm just like going, you know, this is how the song sounds. I'm going to go what feels right. And then afterwards I take out the song and then you see, that's discipline. Does this work still? (laughs) Yeah. You see like, does this still work? And if it does enough, then you know, then it's like, okay, then this is good. And then when you add the song, of course, now it's, oh, this, but some people just don't connect. Some people would rather have the video without the song. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. that song doesn't add things for people. That's what's so interesting. And I think those are probably, those type of people are probably editors that don't need a song. Yeah, I need like the, uh, it's almost like I need the the, the chugga-chugga-choo-choo of a, of a track to keep yeah. this to keep the story going, to keep me interested. I've always done it. Even like, again, back to Barats and Beretta stuff, I could, some that I could uh, point to. Mother's Day has a piano track that I created in yeah. GarageBand that is behind the whole thing. <laughs> Was it necessary? Maybe. Uh, Windward Reports, our Cubicle Awards vi- video, there's like a little shaker that's just going. Yeah. And I just, as a creator... I've always needed it. I just need that little bit of like that little push, the kinetic energy yeah. of a good soundtrack, even if it's kind of subconscious. And I would always make it probably not too subconscious and turn it up too much yeah. to the where it's like a character. But I've always yeah. yeah, I've always needed I've always needed the the audio push. To me, to me, I always try and why I'm saying it is because you were saying, is it a strength or a weakness? And I've always think about too like we're using a medium that is supposed to include all of these things. We're mm-hmm. supposed to include music. We're I'm not supposed to, but we have the option to use music, use all of the elements of like, you know, storytelling. And, um, we want to, we want to use all of it. So we do. <laughs> yeah. And if you're, some utilizing people don't need it, to, if you're utilizing it right, especially in comedy yeah. and what we're doing, like, Maybe I maybe oh, I tend to fear the silence as a performer sometimes, but when you utilize the silence, it it can be amazing. So if in a track where it's yeah. we're constantly hearing an audio push and then all of a sudden for a punchline or an extended uh joke exactly. it's silent, like to not be afraid of that but embrace it, it almost makes it louder than the music itself and it's it's always Exactly. Great. Yep. Big time. It's always good, Kevin. All right, we're gonna <sighs> we're gonna do the thing that we did last podcast, um, and I think we're gonna do this moving forward yeah. in the future. Is just kind of valley cast it in the front like we have, and then we're gonna jump in. We're gonna do ads, and then Kevin and I are gonna jump into some Patreon prompts. Um, your show Sweet. style. We uh, we really liked how it felt last time. So, Kevin, sit back, relax. Kevin uh, Ryan, put Let on a just... fun track. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to read some I'm going to call my mom. Yeah, you go call your mom. <laughs> you let you give us an update on the other side of the ads. I got this. You go do your thing. Here we go. These days, it seems like people are putting CBD in everything. There's a lot of noise, but there's one company from Vermont that's worth the hype. And Vermont's one of those states where if I hear something's from Vermont, I'm like, must be good. It's from Vermont. 
Uh, I'm talking about Sun Soil. Sun Soil makes CBD oil that is USDA certified organic. CBD is made from hemp plants, so how the hemp is grown actually matters. Sun Soil farms their hemp in Vermont, and they never use pesticides, herbicides, or GMOs. It's simple ingredients. You know, when we're putting stuff inside our temples, uh, you got to be mindful about what what you're putting inside of you, and that's why Sun Soil is a good one. It's made from simple ingredients that I can pronounce. Many of their products contain coconut oil and hemp, and that's it. And that's that's a peace of mind. It's anything that you're putting in your body that has like five syllables, you gotta be weary about. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh, they got fair prices. Sunsoil farms their hemp, and they make their CBD oil in-house. Their prices are less than half the price of other brands, so you get organic CBD at an unbeatable price, ladies and gentlemen. I've got the Sunsoil CBD Oil 30 Liquid Soft Gels. Go down easy. Make you feel good. They're great. Sunsoil clearly labels the amount of CBD that's in each serving, so again, you know what you're putting inside yourself. Sunsoil also tests every batch of products at three independent labs and publishes the results on their website. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Transparency. And if you want even more, they're a giving company. They donate a percentage of sales via 1% for the planet to environmental and community causes. So that's all great. So if you're nice. interested and you want to help us out, go. Uh, you can go to my call of action. Let's just go right here. There it is. Sorry. Sunsoil makes CBD oil with simple organic ingredients. Get 30% off your first order by going to sunsoil.com slash valleycast. That's S-U-N-S-O-I l.com slash valleycast for 30% off your first order sunsoil.com slash valleycast if you were ever curious about this uh, maybe now is the time to give it a shot kevin update how's your mom she's doing wonderful <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right let me go to the next read here uh-uh-uh. i'm glad she's doing i'll call my, i'll call my dad now okay you call your dad <laughs> i will tell everybody about upstart as soon as I get my read in place. Here we go. During these economically turbulent times, everyone's looking for a way to feel more financially secure. That is true. We're all feeling that. Uh, So if you're still needlessly throwing money away every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score, which is what I have my wife whisper into my ear every night before bed. (laughs) You're more than just a credit score. Now I can sleep. Now is the time to find out how low your upstart rate can be to help pay off high interest credit card debt, which is the worst debt and uh, makes you feel like you don't have control, and I hate it. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or diploma to apply. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. That's called convenience, guys. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rates. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. I will not jump on the back of my previous wife joke. That would be in bad taste. The best part 
If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. So over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals, and that's dope. So free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. That's called Control, baby. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash valleycast to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash valleycast. Here's the asterisk part, like at the end of a television commercial. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Thank you. (laughs) Kevin, how's your dad? Joe, my dad's in jail. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What'd he do this time? Let me get I got a picture. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. One more. Uh, who are you going to call while I do this one? Oh, shoot. I'll call Ellie. I'll call my girlfriend up. Okay. Well, give us an update on Ellie after this read. Ladies and gentlemen. Of course. We saw one leaf fall on the ground yesterday, so that can mean only one thing. Fall is finally coming. It's time to get your... <laughs> booties ready for the spookiest time of the year with these softest undies to grace your dang bottom me undies knows exactly how to celebrate a season with the coolest prints and colors and the softest undies known to man they want you to be comfortable to express yourself every day and in every way um you guys know that we here at the valley folk on the valley cast huge me undies fans my underwear drawer is officially just me undies uh, it makes me very happy. I can pull out any print, any color, and I don't got to worry about no Hanes holes, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or Fruit of the Dooms. These things are awesome. We are, we're big fans. I don't know how much more I can say. I highly suggest giving them a shot. It's like, it's like Christmas for your junk every time they show up, and that's like you don't have to just do that once a year. You can do this all the time. Guys. Their undies grow on trees. No, seriously, they're made from irresistibly soft natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees. And you know what natural fibers mean, don't you? That their micromodal is not only super soft, but breathable, light, and impossibly cozy. Man, I choked on cozy. Guys, I choked on cozy. That's some serious comfort, ladies and gentlemen. Everything MeUndies does is to help you feel truly comfortable from head to toe, from outside to in. Never run out of your undies with the MeUndies membership, a subscription that sends new pairs right to your door. Plus, you get site-wide savings and exclusive sales. Keep your eyes peeled for their spooky, cool Halloween prints. They do a lot of those themes throughout the year. And again, it's like Christmas. Christmas during Halloween. That's a double holiday! Here's the offer. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. This isn't in the read. I'll say this. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Gift somebody a MeUndies subscription. It's yeah. dope. It's the gift that keeps on giving to their junk. To get your 15% off the first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash valley. That's MeUndies.com slash valley kevin how is your girl uh it turns it's today's her birthday i forgot it was her birthday oh, today. i know no. <laughs> this isn't good joe this isn't good guys this is real time breaking news <laughs> kevin's in the doghouse. <laughs> it's funny though her birthday will actually be the day that this comes out i remembered <laughs> oh happy birthday Ellie. i know happy birthday that's today. great we love her she's great um, also a super creative, um, very talented. That's young lady. right. You should, you should check out her stuff. Um, 
I don't want to speak for her. She do commissions? Does Ellie do commissions? She does do commissions. She's in school, though. Get I a mean, commission. A- El- yeah, Ellie Zayas. Check her out. Very talented and can make you look better than what you are with her art. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, okay. Uh, you could, hey, look, you can be a 10. Ellie will make you look like an 11. That's all I'm saying. Damn. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. Kevin grabbed some prompts that he liked. I grabbed a couple. I did. And let's, uh, let's just throw them out. I'll let you go first, man. What you got? All right. Um, uh, tell us some stories that happened while working shifts at minimum wage jobs. I'm thinking more oh. positive stuff, like silly oh. customer requests, goofy coworkers. Uh, this comes from Grayson Bewley. Um, for those of you that may not know, Patreon is what supports this train. Patreon.com slash the Valley Folk. And uh, quite often we'll grab prompts and suggestions from them for a variety of shows and things. And if you want to help curate this stuff, go become a member and maybe we'll, you know, you may help make a podcast or a, or a, yeah. another show. Um, okay. First off, good question. I want to rattle. Let's both rattle off some of the minimum wage jobs we've had first. Okay. So, okay. I, my first one was lifeguard at a water park. Okay. My second one was, uh, I laid foundations for a summer, like construction work, concrete and rebar. Uh, and then I did stuff. It was great. I did grounds crew work at a golf course for two summers. I um, worked at a blockbuster for a month while also doing the grounds crew stuff. Oh, Almost died. I Almost died multiple <laughs> times falling asleep between jobs. Not not recommended. Um, and my least favorite minimum wage job ever, by the way. I hated blockbuster. Blockbuster? Hated it. Interesting. And the last one, there's probably some others mixed in, but then I was also a server at an old spaghetti factory. For Nice. All right. I don't have quite as many, but I was Target was my first job as Ooh. cashier. Ooh. I know. I know. <laughs> and it was a seasonal hire, too. So I started when Black Friday was starting. Oh, so it was no. just, yeah, it was intense. Um, then I worked at a movie theater. Cool. And then I, I worked at another it was it was cool. The only thing is they they make you like be like a salesman. Like if you're working the concessions at a movie theater, that's the only place they make revenue. So those they are try to make you just sell the crap out of everything. And that's totally not my personality. So that was what sucked about your like, job. <laughs> I thought that, I thought I was supposed to just watch movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the movie starts, don't um, I get to go watch it cuz there's no more job to do? Yeah. I'll go watch the movie, right? <laughs> um, I was at that movie theater. Then I switched to another movie theater. So I worked at two movie theaters. And then did I was a server at a retirement center, which was Whoa. my favorite job and oh. my longest job. Wow. Did I know that? We might have talked about that. Maybe not. But I could imagine you're a storyteller and you're also a good listener. So I have to imagine the stories is what oh, made yeah. that job awesome. Oh, yeah. Because that... I mean, the people there, I've talked about this before. I don't know where it was, but I've talked about it before. Um, you just become best friends with so many of them. They're all, they're in there every night. It's the same people. They normally go to their same table that they want to go to. Um, and oh. it's a very fancy restaurant, too. I worked at, like, one of those, like, five-star, very, very wealthy retirement centers. So all of them are very well off. Um, and so this isn't just sad retirement. Restaurant. This isn't sad, like, retirement center, like, no. you see in movies oh, no. or, or or read about, like, bad crap happening at it. This is 
the ones Luxuries. that get a little better in life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, so they they all are. They still go to their same fancy table. They go and you become best friends with some of them. Um, and it got to the point to where you know you'd have conversations with them. They knew all about all the videos I would make, and it led to. I don't think I've told you this, but it led to we we would like screen we would have them all go to like the multi-purpose room or whatever and they'd screen my videos for ah! all of them to watch that's so good <laughs> oh. and like i re- i remember the first time that they were doing it like i had my shift and then after dinner they all would they all went to the screening room or whatever so i like finished all my busing and everything like that and then ran over and like snuck in in the back and it was like the first time i ever experienced like a crowd of people watching something which was just That's... like i mean it's all old people but it's <laughs> the sweetest though they loved you i uh, know <laughs> it was it was yeah that was a very good job <laughs> what if like your first thing that you showed them was like like early weird david fincher eight millimeter like just like just screwed up <laughs> or what if i showed them stuff now like what if i was like hey look here's trivia bidet this is my new, my new job <laughs> I love that like some of them would love it and some of them would absolutely yeah. hate it. <laughs> they would stop absolutely. talking to me. <laughs> That's so good. Do, can you uh do you have any like recollections of any just like amazing stories that you heard from any of them? Um I mean the biggest what I loved so much was the the couples hearing couples would there was some couples in there that were They'd been together for 40, 50 years, which is just mm. insane in its own right. But the places they had been, they had been, like, all around the world. They had, And then they just um, eventually, like, landed where they were now. And they would just talk about all the places they've been to and that type of thing. And the – yeah, it's – there wasn't – I don't know if I could think of – you know, there were some people who were, like, cops or, like, they were sheriffs, you know, back – and then now they're retired and stuff like that. So they all had, but there wasn't really one giant like, oh, this guy mm-hmm. did something insane in his life. I think uh, bef- right before I started, like one of the presidents of Disneyland or something like that was there and he was staying there. Whoa. Some really, yeah, very high up in Disney was there, but then he passed away like right before I, that's the other very sad thing about working that job mm-hmm. is that you'd have a couple and then sometimes the next week there'd only be one there and it's yeah that was the that's why you had to you had to keep that balance because you became friends but you knew what situation you were in so you Mm -hmm. had to like be like this could i don't know where this is gonna go but i mean every all the co-workers there everybody was very like a family you know we treated everybody you know we heard when somebody was getting sick we would text people and stuff like that um but yeah i mean you know a very wholesome job <laughs> did you have any of those relationships where it was like oh nobody talks to gus gus is <laughs> gus is a fucking asshole and then like gus was... was on a, a bench and nobody talked to gus but then kevin was like you know what maybe gus wants part of my apple Aww. and then you went over to gus and you're like you want some apple slices gus and now you guys you wouldn't be you able to best eat friends <laughs> no his teeth were out <laughs> did you have any of that like warming of the hearts moments with people um there was a lot. There was one guy um, named Ed, and he would get there real early, like before we even opened, and he'd go to his back table, 
and he always liked buttermilk. <laughs> he would always just get a big glass of buttermilk with Ooh. his dinner. Right. And um it got to the point to where it was I was probably it was probably my first couple months there and I remember I brought it to the table before he had even gotten there. So like when he showed up it was just waiting there for him and I remember that was just like cuz he he hadn't really like opened up and that was a point where he finally like opened up and like cuz I was the new guy yeah. so it was like hey I'm I'm a good person <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> Hey, you need buttermilk? Yeah. I got your buttermilk. <laughs> I got your buttermilk. I got your buttermilk, man. Don't you worry. What else do you need, huh? You want some? You want some lukewarm oysters at the perfect oh. temperature every single time? I got you. I got you, man. That's uh, so fun. Over under. Uh, how many wills do you think you're in? Five. Oh man, <laughs> I wish. I wish five with their kind of money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's such a dark, cynical no. question. I'm sorry. <laughs> nobody, nobody, judge me on that. It's bad, bad comedy. <laughs> uh, wow, that well, sounds wonderful. Wealthy. That sounds like one yeah. of those jobs where you go, oh, I guess I'll take it. But then you find this. Like the thing about jobs, and I tell my kids this. I tell anybody that's doing their first jobs, their their part time jobs or whatever. It's like figure out what the perks are and lean on them. Like yeah, yep. Another a very a very funny story with that place too is that my cousin started working there, uh, like mm-hmm. at the very beginning, and then my sister joined up, and then both were working same job as a server. They both were working there for probably four or five years, and then my sister left. A year went by, and I came along and joined in on the team. So I was like working with my cousin then, but it was like. That our family, of course, you know, it was me, my sister, and my cousin. They yeah. all the residents knew, like, oh, that's my, that's Taryn's brother, Kevin, and stuff. So like, they knew the family type of deal. It was a family little work situation. It's called nepotism, <laughs> Kevin. Not good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. Uh, what about the what about the movie theaters? Were they like big chains, or were they more like small mom and pops? What were they like? AMC, AMC, and they were. You know they were, they were corporate, much more corporate than you'd think. Oh um, man, I yeah, I assume they're I super mean, corporate. I think as a young person going into it, I was like, this is just gonna be fun. But it's yeah, it's very taken seriously, which is interesting. What's the worst part of working there? Which is the not what the question was asking. <laughs> <laughs> going going into, uh, we you know you'd have premieres every single week, pretty much at some points, um, and. If you're an usher, meaning you're going to clean up Ugh. all the crap, you go into one of those giant theaters, one of those huge theaters after a premiere, uh, and you look up and you see oh no. nothing but, yeah. And it's like you Not got good. about 10 minutes until you got to get this, and you just are running up and down the things trying to get things cleaned up. Do you want to do a PSA <laughs> right now, Kevin? And I'll do it with you. Mine's just based off of emotion. Yours is based off of experience. If you go to a fucking movie theater... And you make a mess, or you get a bunch of shit. Clean it up. What a dick I don't move get to it. leave it in the it's, seat. It feels like littering when you do it. How do you do it? Like, how what, do you just? Yeah. yeah what, what, the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, we're getting like all up in arms, rightfully so, as a society right now, about people that don't put their carts away in a in a parking lot of a grocery <laughs> yeah. store. It's common sense, and it's also just like nice decency. Pick up your freaking trash, you animal. <laughs> Seriously. It's so gross. Uh, Yuck. I want to 
<laughs> I also thought I want to go full circle with the Lord of the Rings thing. I was working at that job and I was there was a premiere for some movie and I was the person at the front of the, the at the theater like ripping tickets and stuff and a guy walked in and I recognized him 100%. I was like I know who this guy is and I did like a quick, you know, memory because I went all the way back to the behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings, and oh. it was like the visual effects supervisor <laughs> or something <laughs> like that of Lord of the Rings. And in my head, I was like, no way, that's him. That's totally him. But I I, so I approached him, and I said, like, hey, you were on the – you were like worked on Lord of the Rings, didn't you? And he was, like, so thrilled that I actually recognized him. And then I thought later on, like, that probably made that guy's day that, like, some kid – was like hey I'm yeah. from the Lord of the Rings <laughs> yeah he's probably super pumped you made that guy's life and then he <laughs> then he ripped off his mask and he's like it's me Ed give me my buttermilk <laughs> now full circle <laughs> uh, well so I'm guessing what what are the perks of uh of working that job do you get actual free movies and free popcorn and all that jazz yep yep you got free movies um and then you'd also get which I never took advantage of but you would get the if there's like a poster, there's a giant standee of like the Hulk or Captain America or something, you could just take that home if you call dibs on it. Oh, um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but the problem with some of those things is they're massive, mm-hmm. so it's like you, there's no where to put it. Yeah, but um, that's another yeah little perks like that. Did you learn anything about like projection systems or anything like or, no, or how the stuff no. came in? That was a new, yeah, that was like at the next level up to be a project, projectionist. Yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. kind of fun. What else did you say you did? You did uh, uh, Target. Target, yeah. Dude, yeah, tell me. You, there's, <laughs> there's probably more good than bad. Start with a good and then tell me about all the dirtiness. <laughs> oh, there's, oh, I don't know if I, you think there's more good there? I don't think there was more good that happened at Target. Wait, did I say it that way? I meant more bad than good. Sorry. Definitely okay, okay. Way more bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I misspoke. Excuse me. <laughs> but tell me, um, one, what's your favorite Target story? Give me a sec. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing that goes to mind that is more just, it still makes me angry. <laughs> and I don't get angry often. <laughs> but we were ringing up the food and there was this older lady who was who was who i was checking out and check i was checking out she looked really hot yeah um, she was great <laughs> that that's the that's why you went and worked at the retirement center <laughs> <laughs> i'm into the older people um <laughs> but there was like these cinnamon apple fritters and i rang them up and they were like 349 or something like that mm-hmm. and she argued it to hell Ugh. that they were like 229 and i was like i can't there's nothing i could do because it's ring this is what it's ringing up as i'm scanning the barcode that type of thing mm. and she like attacked attacked you know it just that one of those people who just was on thin ice and then needed something to crack and it happened to be um, you. yeah yeah um and then <laughs> just to prove it because then eventually the supervisor came and changed it of course for her because she was so angry and then after my shift i ran back to where the cinnamon apple fritters were and i took a picture to <laughs> prove to myself that they were the price that i kept saying that they were <laughs> it was like they are 349 <laughs> god man the entitlement uh, the Nobody wants to be there. Oh, nope. God. 
Mm-mm. My daughter wants. Yeah. She keeps saying she wants her first job to be Target, and I'm like, you you don't. <sighs> I don't know what else to tell you. I as mean, a dad. Well, I did too. I was like, I want to work at Target. That might seem kind of cool. Obviously, I mean, I wasn't like thrilled about it, but I I did enough to send in an application and go through an interview and everything. I wasn't just doing it because I, I mean, I think I was like 17. I think it was before I even hit like older i think i was 17 so i was a pretty young hire and i think i wanted to just because target sounded cool you probably learned <laughs> there's something <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah it's it's it was a first job yeah it's first job what's a perk of a target like is there anything like even like employee discounts or or i think God. you got like 10 percent off i think you got 10 percent off if you would scan your little employee thing which is 10. decent that's not bad if like you end yeah. up doing all your shopping, especially if it's a Target with a bunch of food and stuff too. Mm. Plus, if you've got the Target red card, you also get five percent off every single order. So I would be getting fifteen percent off at Target. Uh, and on that Target salary, <laughs> that was good. You needed that. <laughs> Living high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not uh, as bad. no. I'm actually I'm pretty confident it's just as bad. Did you ever have to like work returns or any other customer service like that? No way, no way. Yeah, it was all cashier, all cashier stuff, which just gets monotonous. You're just turned into a robot. Yeah, and nobody. I mean, there's very few people that actually talk. I think. I mean, are you someone who talks to the cashier? I'm not. If they talk on, to me, I will. On my best days, when I'm being the best version of myself, and I'm thinking outside of my little stress bubble that is my head and my emotions. I will try to make that connection. I will go, how are you? Yeah. You're doing a good job. Um, and I try to engage in those moments. And I'm also a little like... Which is good. ...of a shy introvert. So a lot of times they'll reach out and, and try to start that friendly conversation, you know? And I have yeah. to like yeah. fight myself from looking just down at my feet and saying, oh, good. Yeah, I'm good. But like yeah. make eye contact, try to connect with them as a human. Cause I even feel better after those moments. Like I think yeah. they're so necessary and we're forgetting how to do it. Um, well, nowadays, nowadays I'm, I mean, I sometimes just want to stand there and talk <laughs> for like an hour with somebody just yeah. because it's like, you're a new person that I can actually see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good thing to remember, right? Like, like you said, you feel like a monotonous robot. You're just sitting here doing this task for these people that come and go. So maybe this is an exercise for all of us, even you listeners out there, and let us know if you do this and, and send us a tweet or a, a something in the, the comments. But like, just go try it. Go like the yeah. extra verbal connection step with a lot of the people that just kind of come and go in your life, whether that's like a cashier or um, somebody <laughs> that I always passed on a daily basis that I would try to like have a little moment with um, is the crossing guard at my son's school. When I would take him to school, every day she would see us and every day we'd pass. And, you know, on my better days, I would try to make it more than just a a courteous pass or a courteous hello. And try to have a little conversation or a legit thank you for protecting the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Also, um, here, I'll tell a very quick because we're probably going to stop in a second. But I'll tell a quick little thing. Uh, If you there was one time that I went into a grocery store and there was a very, very, very cute girl at the cat working the cashier stand mm. and i went in i went in there multiple times trying to make conversation she was someone who i very wanted to uh make conversation with um it eventually turned into me giving her my number on a note a little piece of note like through Ooh, the transaction 
bold. I move. know this was bold. I went I've for never. it. <laughs> no, it was big for me. And she texted me, and I remember being so excited, so excited. This is what happens when you talk to cashier people. <laughs> um, and then ghosted me the next day, and I've never heard from her since. <laughs> <laughs> And she's not Ellie the end. <laughs> That's right. Ellie hates her. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ellie. Uh, uh, oh, cut boy. Out for me. Good stuff. Uh-oh. Hold on one second, everybody. I'm laughing. Wow, right at I the end, you cut out. There Boom. We there, now we're back. And we're back from the jump cut. <laughs> bah. I don't know if you heard me say it, but I said that I think Ellie heard that you were talking about another woman, and she used her psychic artist powers to shut down your connection. <laughs> she probably did. She hates that story so much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I just it's, I just told this on our podcast. Shout out. Um, <laughs> we I told. What's that podcast called? What's that podcast called, Kevin? Tell everybody. It's, what called, it's called a. It's called a way but close. It's where me, my girlfriend, it lives in florida and i live in california and we are trying to make it work somehow and it's worked for over a year so we have a podcast where we just talk to each other um about random stuff uh but she i was like we we were just starting to get into the dating me and her like talking about actually dating when this cashier thing happened (laughs) so i remember she like was she just she hates that story so much (laughs) she's gonna love that i told it (laughs) uh i love that all right we're gonna do one more uh I'll do okay, one, sweet. and then we'll then we'll we'll bid adieu. Thank you to the patrons for helping us have topics that we just normally don't think of. We've done this yeah. for so long that we just need some help now. Kevin, do you want to do one? We've talked movies a bit, but let's do this one. I'll save the other one for another time. Jesse Huckstep asks. Jesse. Now I don't know if this is every an everyone thing, but what's one movie that you have seen once but can never watch again? Not because it was terrible or anything, but because of how it affected you. Mine is interstellar. Nothing will compare to seeing it for the first time on the big screen. I like having that pure memory sort of thing. Do you have any of those? I don't I don't know if I would... The, the reason why I'm confused at this question is if there was a movie that actually like changed me and had such an impact on me, I don't know if I would think... I can't watch it again unless it's terrible. I think he's afraid to sully the memory. Like, I think the memory is so good and he appreciates the movie. He'd rather keep it at that level. I was talking to my, my uh, wife last night and I think I was gaming with Steve and Brett and Matt at the time. Yeah. We were all having a little conversation about weird science, the 1980s movie. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Okay. Nope. So we should. It's great. But I say that with I've been wanting to rewatch it lately, but I've been avoiding it completely because I'm afraid that I'm not going to appreciate it on the same level that I did back in the day when I like why I super connected with it. And it's for me like I don't want to lose my love for it again because we're you know we work on the other side now where i'm older yeah I have, I have kids and it's more hayden's closer to the people that are in that movie than i am now <laughs> yep and the motivations probably speak to her uh age group more than mine and i'm afraid of yep. losing that it's the same with like van wilder i loved van wilder. <laughs> i thought it was like probably a perfect movie for two years i don't think i'll ever watch it again because i don't want to solely and I don't want to feel stupid for liking it so much. <laughs> That's <laughs> I like don't have that feeling at all. I feel like if I loved it and watched it again, I'd just be like, "Well, I was younger and had a different brain, 
and it was great at the time, but now it sucks. <laughs> but I would still, I don't know, I'd be able to keep that. That's perspective memory. on perspective. That's a perspective <laughs> on a perspective hat. I like that. It's a double perspective. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird because I, I thought the same thing to you as well. And I have like, so I don't think I have like a, this was so good in the theater that I'll never, ever want to watch it again. I'm saying it so aggressively because I liked yeah. it so much. I do <laughs> have a movie that I enjoyed on an artistic level. And I appreciate what they did to make it work and the acting and and the directing. But it made me so unhappy that I'll never watch it again, ever. Is it Mars Needs Moms? Moms? <laughs> I said, is it Mars Needs Moms? <laughs> you cut out and I'll heard it. Is it Moms? <laughs> uh, no, it's not Mars Needs Moms. It's Joker, man. I'm never going to watch oh, it. Oh, dang. I'll never watch that movie again. It's so depressing. It's so sad. Uh, oh, the okay. hyper the hyper violence of it, the commentary of the world we're living in now. Like I watched it and I was like, that I get, I get it, and I see why people love it, and I understand the yeah. accolades, and I don't dismiss any of them. But I felt so bad about people, humanity, humanity, yeah. like it just. And that's necessary. We have to put a highlight on those things. Uh, the mental health of it all, like, it's just a, it's a oh, really, yeah. really, really hard watch with a really, really, really hard ending. And yeah. Yep. I don't think you walk away, and you're not supposed to, but I'm not walking away with any hope <laughs> after that movie. No. No, definitely. I mean, I, I had the same reaction as you, but I will definitely go back. I think solely, though, on a watching it to learn from it type of feel. Mm -hmm. That's how I'll approach it the next time I watch it. Um, but, oh, yeah, that movie, it's just, I. it's so cool how they made that. They did that so well of making such a real thing about mental health, about all that, and turning that into the Joker world. Oh, no. I lost Joe again. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So you finished your thought though, right? Like before I you did. Felt... I okay, did. <laughs> great. So in the edit, Ryan just let him finish his thought. And uh the the I hope you guys heard what Kevin said. I think you did. We just came back from another cut. Discord's being an a-hole, but it's fine. We're about it's to my connection. We're about to to finish up here. Um so yeah, I mean that's that, those are my thoughts on it. Um yep. as far as the negativity of it all and uh, and it was hard, but I get why. Yep, 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 yep. Don't need to resay. But I just want to yep. uh yeah, I think that's good. Thank you to the patrons. Thank you guys for listening. This was fun, Kevin. I think you should do it more with us. Um, yeah. Uh, I appreciate your insight on everything. You are a uh, super talented man and an old soul and your family. Your family, I am an baby. Old soul. We are. We are. Um, thank you. So I wanted to say thank you to the patrons for helping curate. Thank you for helping. <laughs> Gee, this going. cut out again. Uh, one patron in particular, I want to big shout out to <laughs> Swain Wilcut, who we've talked about before. Um, he does a bunch of fun um, game stuff and is at our God tier dang it. shout outs for him. So let me bring up this. And if you're watching the video, I'm about to hold up um, this box, his game that he sent me called That's My Nut. Uh, he makes a bunch of this stuff, and he also sent me a, a little prototype of Movie Movie Game, which was really sweet to see, like, a physical version of it um, to help provide inspiration. But let me tell you about That's My Nut from Swain Wilcott really quick. 
It says, we're talking about Maker's Influence again, and this time they've added another new game to their website. This game is called That's My Nut. It's a fast-paced, reaction-based card game that's easy to play and quick to learn. Just like with everything else on the website, all proceeds help support creators like the Valley folks. Stay safe. So shout-out to Swain. Shout-out to That's My Nut. And shout-out to everybody else. Shout-out to Kevin Plocky. Plocky. Plocky for being here today. I'm back. Who dropped out, and now he's back. Kevin, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? No, I mean, this was fun. You can, I mean, I'll plug that podcast away, but close. Hell We're yeah. enjoying it. Hell yeah. yeah. Good. Go listen to it. They're, they're cuties, both of them. No. Um, all right, everybody, stay safe. Love each other a little bit more because we're going to need it. The world's crazy, yeah. so try a little bit harder to uh, to uh, be there for the person standing next Kevin, I love you. and Love you. We'll, uh, Probably see you soon. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye.